Welcome, welcome. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Bodybuilding Prospect with Alex and myself. Um, so, Al, tell people what's going on. What's new? We're breezing. It's a breeze today. We haven't got no fancy guests. We haven't got no one spectacular apart from our famous selves. Um, just to go through. We've got some cool stuff to go through today. Um, a little bit of controversy, a little bit of a disagreement on how people are acting in the fitness industry, talking about, oh, why doesn't everyone just love each other, you know, support other coaches? Man, I'm going to straight up say, George, agree, you can fuck off. As in, I love competition. This is what we do. You know, me and George are a clear example of that. We love it. We've been doing it for the last two years, you know, since we've been trained together. And it's only made us better, you know, who we are. Yeah, it's, it's some people say it's toxic, but the, the, the constant trying to one-up each other, it's it's been healthy. I don't care. People say it's toxic and all that, just to be like constantly in competition and chasing other people. But it's worked massively in our favour. Well, it is. Seen... We're going on two like kind of separate paths in that our bodybuilding like career of mine, and we're still just like that. Oh, fuck it, I've got to be better than him. No, I've got to be better than him. It's just constantly just keep going. You should have heard literally. If only we were recording about five minutes ago, we were saying I literally put it to him. I was like, right, I was who's bigger? I was it me or you? Who's bigger? And he was like, right, let me break it down. He was like, if we're talking about weight measurement stats, he was like, it goes by me. He was like, but if we go by um, the look and the bubbliness, we'd have to go you. And then I'm like, why do you have to ruin the fun? You know what I mean? Why, why can't you just say that I'm better than you? Like, why can't you just touch my ego? And he's like, no, 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 because I'm better than you. <laughs> it's, like, it's, just, it's just the way it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think um, everyone's got so caught up on that. There was a big fascination about, yeah, stay in your own lane. Yeah, only worry about yourself. But like, body, what is bodybuilding? You're stepping on stage with other people. You ain't as much as you want to keep progressing and beat yourself. And yeah, if you're making progress from every single one of your your days out in every time you step on stage, you're beating yourself. Then you should be proud. But at the end of the day, you're going there for one reason and one reason alone to beat every other man or woman on that stage. Mm -hmm. So it is competitive. <laughs> You've got to look at a competition. You've got to try and be better than them. So every time I walk in the gym now. Yeah, I know I'm better than last year because I'm a hell of a lot bigger than I was last year. And that, unfortunately for some people, does mean you have been overtaken. Like, that, that is, that's fact. You don't go rubbing it in people's face saying I'm bigger than you. You know, the one thing that I know when I know I'm doing well is you get props from guys that you respect. You know, you'll get the DM off someone that you think, geez, I didn't know, like, you even followed me, let alone what is yeah. me, you know? You get a little react on a story or someone just giving you a little bit of gas, geeing you up a little bit, letting you know you're doing all right. Like, um, and that's just enough to know that you're doing all right. You haven't got to be an arsehole with it and rub it in people's faces, but I'm just not about the whole, um, oh, we've got to like get on with everyone. Because unfortunately, like some of you, like, there are helmets. You know, some people think that I'm a helmet. And it's like, that, that's the reality of it, mate, isn't it? It's just, yeah. unfortunately, I'm sorry, mate, but there are a few of you who think, you know what, you, you really are an acting penis. You think you got this persona on social media that you're all nice guy, but you're penis mate that's that's kind of it it's fake it's fake that's what it is they got like a they got a social media personality that's mm. not the real them and when you meet them in person they're like fucking bellends mm. it's like we've we loved it like recently we found it quite fun not as in we're not doing it on purpose but causing a bit of a stir and with like opinions and things like that like when i put story out saying i would never i'm not going to act as if i'm someone else on a story no i'm not taking piss at any individual here but if you're guilty of it in the boot fits then wear it um, hi guys, back again. You know, what I mean, it's had an excellent workout. Well, just fuck off, honestly. And if anyone does that, please just record it and send it to me, and then I'll punch myself in the face because I really will. And it, it's just ain't. It's like, why can't you just be you? Fair play if that's how you are. Then fair play because you might actually be that person. But I'm, I don't know. I'm just steering the way I'm doing things a little bit differently. And Man, just, there was. There was I'll, I'm, again, we're not going to mention any names here, but one rings the bell who started working um, at LRF for a little while. And he, on social media, he's got this cool, sick attitude. Like, boom, yeah. Boom, energy, energy, energy. And when you meet in real life, it's like yeah. two words, maybe a max. And it's um, like, oh. So we're not going to mention no names with this guy or anything, but I'm, I'm good friends with a photographer and videographer. Uh, well, guys getting into it. He did some work with him. And... Didn't even talk to him, like, behind the camera, like, when he's, like, away from the recording. Didn't even talk to him, not two words, because he was trying to ask him, like, how do you want to set things up? How do you want to do it? What do you want to get across? You know, like, give me some feedback. Obviously, to, you know, help with the camera. And he just didn't really have anything to say. Turn the camera on, and it's just bullshit. Like, to anyone behind the camera, you think the guy's cool as hell, and I thought he was. 
And just when I see him in person, it's like, bro, I'm not, I'm not about it. You know, it's just what, why are you one person here and one person there? I get it for this is business, people are trying to make money and get clients. Everyone wants to be on the, you know, the happy club and all that sort of stuff. But I don't know. It's just, is it going to make me lose money not being that fake guy? Then, hey, if that's the way it is, the way it is. But at least I know I'll get real people when it comes to it. Well, I, I, we can only use ourselves as an example. Like, you'll know from, from being around me, I'm pretty chilled. Like, I'm probably, the, I'm that laid back. I'm basically horizontal most of the time. Mm. And I don't yeah. think my social media comes across any different, to be honest. But we've, We've never had like a full-on argument between ourselves because I probably wouldn't, probably wouldn't be worth arguing with George because he'd probably just sit there and be like, "Do you know what, mate? Just fuck off. Like, <laughs> just, just go away." Yeah, and that'd be it. There'd be no reason to f and blind because you're like, it's just useless. You know, we'll be cool in a bit. Simple as. And too too much conversation to <laughs> argue. We just talk. We'd end up fucking going off on a tangent about saying girls and completely. Yeah, and, and then we start laughing. That'd probably be what we're going like. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. Wait, wait, wait until prep actually starts with me. Yeah, don't, don't uh, like prep George. Yeah, prep George. Honestly, I will. I will reveal secret now. I did <laughs> not like last prep George. He was a different. He didn't even like me. He didn't like anyone. He didn't even like himself. <laughs> but okay. overall, was it an eye opener? Fucking, I too right. Bet it was. But then again, no one knows. George had shit going on. We don't need to go into that stuff. But when you when you know, you know. But if you don't know, don't worry about it. You yeah, know, wrong, wrong time to be on cool calories in a low. Yeah, day. wrong wrong time to be put on the stress of a prep and you know trying to prove yourself and all that sort of stuff. And it can get real deep with this stuff. And it's was it a bad mix? A concoction that should have caused the nuclear explosion should have done. And you know, yeah, I'm blooming there. Um, what else have we got? What did you want to go into? You missed me earlier. Oh, it just it was the um. The, the fact that competition doesn't always have to be negative, right? The main point I want to dive into is just how successful me and you were bouncing off of each other in that off-season. Now, granted, it, it worked very differently for both of us. You grew incredibly in that little off-season window. It didn't really work for me, that's, that training method. But what I got from it was a, a mentality and, a, and a, an approach that I can now put into my training. Them mm. fucking giant sets of squats, leg extensions, lunges, whatever else, just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Just going to like to the point of where we was neurologically fucked, to the point of yeah. like nearly throwing up. Mm. I got a, a mindset skill out of that. Okay. But it was through me and you just constantly going toe and toe, trying to one-up each other. Yeah, you put another plate on the bar, I'm, I'm going. Yeah. Even if I can't do it, I'm doing it. It yeah. doesn't matter. It's got to be done. It's where I come up with a saying for training partners, shot for shot. And it's like, if, it, if I'm like I said, if I'm doing three plates, he's doing three plates. Like, I remember those incline Smith machine days, those triple drop sets. Like tomorrow, it was three plates, two plates, one plate, and it was re- rinse and repeat, three, four working sets, and we do it every week. And what was cool about this plan? It was called the oxygen plan, and for a reason because you did need a damn whole lot of oxygen to get through it. And when you were conditioned to it, like we were, um, and you have someone try and jump in. We had a friend try and jump in on a leg session with us. I'm not saying that we're hardcore by any means, but we do train hard. And and he, he just fucking laid on the floor halfway through a giant set. He was like, I can't do it. I was like, oh, you know, like you, you do it for three of you, you're in a row. And obviously, if, if he's in my way, I can't do my exercise because he's next. And he's like, come on, he's like, I need you to go because, yeah, I'm gassed, but I need to move right now. I need to go. And yeah, that was it. Was it was a hell of a, it was a fun training program. I grew, like George said, a lot from it. But then again, my diet wasn't too consistent. It was very much sloppy off season. Imagine if you had the consistency in the diet, though, as well. Yeah. I mean. This is a great point to go on to with how to progress. People not loving being consistent and being hundred percent of things like that is the question will always be there. Yeah, you progressed. Like I grew. What I what I put on stage, but I reckon probably at least six, seven kilo of muscle. That's a guess, all right, for the year. We can't solidly say exactly what it was. We don't know exactly, but down right, well, roughly stage to stage, about six kilo of muscle. Um, how well much would I have put on if I maximised everything from training, nutrition, and peds throughout that year? Would it have been more? My guess, from my experience now working the last year with Joe, I would have. Easily. 100%. No, there is no way. You can't argue that. Fair, fair play, oh, but you don't know because of evidence is set in the other because you haven't done it. But, mate, I've never grown this much in this time. And that's because of being more consistent. Right, well, I did it I did it the old that way. I did it the, just go in and fry yourself. Just if it feels mm. good and you feel fucked and it must be growing muscle. And obviously mm. that is completely utter bother. Mm. Scientifically, it's just wrong. Mm. Uh, and until I took this approach of 
track everything, literally everything and everything, every single set. I even I even took it to the point where I track every single warm-up set because my warm-ups aren't always consistent. On the day, it I might need more on my legs because yeah. I shot the shit most of the time anyway. I might need more mm. to warm up on the knees. So I have to track everything so that I know that each week my total volume is increasing in a mm. growth phase. That worked. It, it's no like, I know there's, oh, it works for some people, but it was that argument I put on that post. It, yeah, the old school bodybuilders that just used to throw plates about and never track anything because it just whatever felt good. Yeah, look how big they got. Yeah, but how big could they have been? How how much better could they be if they tracked everything? Yeah. And I, I will put anything on the fact that they could have been, if they was placing top five at shows, they'd be winning shows. Yeah. Because exactly. it, it was half assed. Yeah. yeah, many have said it. Many have said it. Um, what we found out as well, obviously piecing together even now, like years later, was how much volume does an individual need to grow? And as we found out with George in the last year, George has to work extremely hard with a lot of volume, battering himself to grow a lot of muscle. Is he is he finding that more and more as he goes on? Yes, he is. But I can only go relate to how I grow and how I've noticed it. I can do three, four pushing five working sets on certain movements for me to grow effectively. We obviously nutrition peds, consistency, things like that. I've known George to go up to eight working sets, for example, on a hack squat. And that is, that's not, that's not warm up sets, people. That's eight working sets at top weight. So you're talking six, seven, I think he went to eight plates at some point. Even anymore? What did you get? Uh, to? Uh, seven and three quarters. It wasn't eight. Oh, three that's seven and three quarter plates side for eight working sets. Maybe he did like maybe a seven before. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll guarantee that I've seen videos and it's not, it ain't pretty and it ain't easy. Could I do it? Straight up, I can say now, I could not go and do that right now. No way. I, I'm, I'm not built for that. I can't. And that's the, way well. that, this, 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 that's the defining thing. You don't need to. So you, you haven't had yeah. to push it that far. I couldn't yeah. do that when I started. But I, you have to condition yourself to do yeah. what's necessary. And sometimes it's fucking grueling. If yeah. I, uh, Joe mentioned me on his on the carb cast. I don't know if you listen to the carb cast podcast. No, not too much. But he literally said um, to Christian, like, "Do you know who the king of lower specialization is?" Yeah, he said me because of what the hell he put me through, and I was just like, "Nah, let's do more. Let's keep going. Let's keep going." But I put that down to the oxygen days. Yeah, it didn't matter how much it fucked me. I had to keep up with you. Yeah, and that was it. I was chasing, and I was, I was wanting to better you. And that mindset carried into this training. Now I have that ability to just take it. Let's go. Mm. <laughs> I still imagine I've got hour in front of me with the fucking another plate more than me, so I'm chasing it. Yeah, and now it's easily got to the point where I have been overtaken on movements. And do I like that? No. Like, what was it? Like yesterday, I said to George, "Oh, we got a load of prime kit ordered to the gym," and I was like, oh, "I got, I got five plates on the row." And he was like, "He's, oh yeah, I usually stack that." I was, like, I was like, "I was like, fuck off!" I was like, "Come on!" I was like, "I was my moment of." I felt strong because, mate, that machine was heavy, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I like, stack it." I was like, "Fuck off!" And that's no like brown nose because that, that's what because that will hit, that will sit with me next time yeah. I sit up on my machine. And I will have to be heavier every time, which I will, you know. Like, Georgie, he tried to, like, almost pat me down. He was like, yeah, bro, it was your first time using it. It's cool. You're going to get stronger. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know that, but I still I still want to beat you. So Yeah, but I know that. That's why I <laughs> Yeah. I, and then I know that every session afterwards, I was going to be going, no, fuck that cunt. He stacked it and put this on it. I've got to beat that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, for example, um, like Luke with his, he puts two black bands on that night train <laughs> leg press. He stacks the machine and puts two black bands on it. And I'm thinking... He doesn't even do it with knee sleeves. He doesn't even do it with wraps. He's another one that's built differently, though. He's built differently. <laughs> that, that man has got different gravy running through them veins. Mm. <laughs> different fucking kettle of fish, that. And like, I see him do, I think it was full stack for the full, like, I think it's 11 plates aside with the black band. I think even when he was two weeks out. You know, and Luke gets in the, the like, admirable condition that I wish I can get to at some point in my time. And that, again, does take a different level. Like, you see guys, even like Danny Mangard, for example, see him down in LRF2. He can go to a place that I haven't been in working sets, you know. And that's not saying that I, don't, I train like a bitch or anything like that. I'm even saying that he trains like super hard. But th- that is admirable. You can't yeah. deny a mindset. Like, like, for example, you're relating to your seven three-quarter plates and the hack squat. Everyone's got their own thing. And it's like... That's just work. That's what that, that person needs in order to progress. Yeah. Mate, he's, speaking of that, he's, he's little blow up he's having at the moment is good. Yeah, I mean, I spoke to him a bit, a bit often recently, especially going back with his 
um, coach that prepped him and it's going to be, it is exciting to see. It really is. There's nothing better than seeing someone you think, this is definitely the right person for you to go with. I'm, I'm excited for you. And that's, that's, there's no better feeling than that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to get into the old coach situation. I mean, Camp Matt Jansen, like. Oh, don't mean we've got to go into that. Unless, <laughs> unless you're a top pro, you ain't coached by Matt Jansen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I had mentioned that. Um, that just goes into what well, maybe things go into. Um, but if you're going to go over coach and you know someone's a great coach, and like, is there? Should you try and join a top coach straight away? And I'm talking depending on the level where you're at, like where do you think you should go? You know what I mean? A prime example is you see guys, I'm, I mean, Ryan Rhino is an exception to this because he turned pro on his own. He coached himself to turn pro and then he got a good coach. Um, but you usually see someone will get their pro card and then they'll leave the coach that turned them pro and they'll go, yeah, I'm now, because I'm a pro, I've got to go with someone else. Like this coach has just, learn your physique he's learned your body he's put in absolute months and months of years sometimes of effort into learning your physique and getting it to a point where he knows you inside and out he, he can he can tweak one little thing and let the ball roll and it will your body will do what he needs to do because he's he's seen it he he's learned it and then you've earned the pro card with him because he knows your physique and he you know you work together as a team and then all of a sudden you're just going to win the pro card and go yeah i'm good now i need to go to a different coach like you're going to go to the, you're going to step up the ladder to the better coach after winning the pro card and go, well, it's back to square one again. He, this new coach has now got to learn me again. He's got to learn my physique. He's got to learn how I, how to diet me, how to bulk me, how I respond, what peds work well with me. When you should have stayed with the coach that turned you pro, he's turned you pro. He, he, he learned your physique enough to make that happen. Surely he can continue that on. At we, least give him a chance. Hmm. We saw that. Um, did you mention about, um, not really mentioning names, but did you mention any any individual or anything? Like no, that? just it's something that we see. It's it's popular, man. You see it a lot happen. A lot right. of people turn pro. They decide to get a yeah. new coach. I've seen a coach turn. I think three or four, three people. I definitely see them turn pro with this coach, and then before they even did a pro debut, they left him and went to another coach. So I was thinking, like you just said, you built that together. Yeah. You no, know, and why not give him a chance to see in the pro yeah. league? How much further it can go? Yeah, they, they know you inside and out at that point. Yeah, they know what you, like your work life, your personal issues, how you have to juggle this that, and the other. You know, when you're falling out with your missus, you know, it all comes into it. There's so many things going into it with it. It's yeah, like you always come at things from a different perspective. As all it always has baffled me. And then again, I've seen an individual like this did that, went with a coach, didn't go too well, didn't didn't like it, and all of a sudden he stopped bodybuilding. I was like, what? Like you were going to be like maybe the next best thing, and you you stopped. I was like, okay, fair enough. And that's one less person for someone else to worry about when it comes to it in the future, you know, and disappointing, yeah. But everyone's got their reasons, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it's, a, it's more, it comes from an ego thing, doesn't it? Like they once they get the card, they're now better and they need to be with a, a top a top name in the industry. Like, oh, I've got my pro card now. I can work, I I can, you know, this mm. card only works with pros. Oh well, I'm a pro now. I can work with him. Right. Well, great, but maybe maybe these things were set up beforehand. But that that was their plan. If that if that's what you want to do and it works out, yeah. then sweet. But ninety nine percent of the time, you see that it doesn't, and they end up yeah not doing what they wanted to achieve, and mm. they come back to their old coach or their old coach and go, well, no, you left me for dust the minute you like after all that work and all that time. So. Mm. It's hard to keep, you know, you've got to keep emotions out of coaching because clients will come and go all the time, man. Like, yeah. We've had to learn um, that you can't emotionally attach yourself to individuals. Uh, I've been I've been guilty of that before. Like, as you've seen, it's like, you have clients that lead to go to other people and then you almost have a thought that, you have a thought that you doubt your own ability. So what, all I was always ask myself, was like, what did I do wrong? And it's like, hang on, mate. You haven't got to think you did anything wrong. It's like, maybe you're at a different level. It's maybe you need to learn some more. Maybe someone just wanted to go with someone else because the, the, the thought the grass was greener. It happens, you know. You got a coach out there. George has picked up clients from myself. George has picked up clients from this guy. Oh, my ring light has just died. Let me bring it back. Hell no. Give me a second. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly that. It, clients come and go. 
And you can't, if, if you build that emotional attachment to them, you're going to eventually be not hurt by it, but you're going to start questioning and doubting yourself. If you, if you settle with the fact that this is just how, you know, the human beings are and, and that coaching within our industry, you're not going to always sit with people for a long time. And, and it's, you know, within their right to want to experience different things. When someone starts out being coached, right? My biggest advice is stick with someone for a long time and have them understand like, right, okay, this has worked, this has done well, but I would like to, you know, expand my knowledge, expand my skill set and try a different approach. It might not work, but if you voice that to your current coach, then realistically, and I've had it happen to me, um, they should sit there and go, yeah, do you know what? That's that's quite clever. Yeah, go and learn, go and experience, go and find, you know, in your early days, it's not a problem. But when you actually spend a little bit of time, you know, like I said, building up that relationship and getting something that works, I don't think, you know, you need to, to fix what isn't broken. Um, and you might hit it off with your first coach completely and it might be <laughs> that was it, it rolled, it went, it was sick, it happens. Um, then then sweet, but, you know, it, from when I, you know, when we left uh, Jay South, for example, like when we left him, the first thing he said to me when I said, oh, I'm thinking about going and trying someone else um, on a mentoring scheme and trying to better my education, he literally replied to me and went, no, nah, of course, mate, go and learn, go and go and try, go and experience because we're in our, our younger, younger, earlier part of our, you know, bodybuilding career. I don't want to say journey, we can say career. We say career. Because yeah. like we're in that early stage, we can do, you know, be with a coach for a year, try his methods, try his experience, see what knowledge he's got. If it doesn't work quite how you like it, try something else. If it doesn't work, then you can always come back to them. Mm-hmm. They might not have spaces, so that's what you're risking. That's it. Like, I worked with a coach, Jace Long, for three years, and... It was. It took me and George. No, it took me about a year. Even when George, before he left, we thought for about at least a year before actually making a move to go to someone else. Because you got to make sure it's the right decision, and you haven't got the, the most amount of time. You know, this time span to be good at this. We we both know it's going to be. It's short, and even if you're not getting into this, well, you can get into it late and have like a great career. You know, I've seen it and things like that. But you kind of do need to take advantage of days. You know, rather than, you know, ah, oh, just that uh, I can have this off. He's like, nah, it's got to be a step forward. Even when I was sick, you know, I had low food for a few days, just couldn't eat. And I'm thinking, I know I've lost days. I have lost days straight up because you haven't consumed enough. You haven't worked enough. Therefore, you're not going to recover and then you're not going to grow. You're not going to become better. You have lost days. Now, how many times is that going to happen in a year? You know? Well, I mean, no, I, I had COVID for the whole time and I didn't miss a meal. Yeah, that's again the other admirable thing is in I've seen George do it. Does it annoy me that I struggle? Yeah. Oh mate, there was time I was blending meals. I was I was struggling. It wasn't easy. Zoe used to call me an idiot. She'd say you're literally a psycho. But like exactly what you said there, you can't afford to miss days in this. That's that was what I said to myself. I sat there and went, I've worked all this time to grow my legs to where they are. If I get COVID and I sit on my ass and don't eat, what's the first thing that's gonna waste away? It's, I, I can't afford to. So I was there chugging blended meals like a, like a back in the day, the old mm. fucking chicken and rice shakes, like dirty, but it had to go in, man. The macros and micros needed to go in. Blending mm. vegetable soup up and drinking it, like yeah, whatever had to be done, got done. Mm. The biggest struggle that I can relate to that is I ran out of oats today, so I had to have a cream of rice blended shake. Um, Why don't you just make, make it into cream of rice like a bowl? I'm, I wasn't hungry. So I oh. in some way. So yeah, anyone if anyone's ever tried to drink cream of rice, it is like sand. Yeah, so you know. Um, yeah, the grain is is that grain. It's, I used to do that at the end of my, my push with Joe when I was my heaviest appetite was gone. I used to get all the berries and all the cream of rice and just blend it into this disgusting sand drink. Just, yeah. The best thing is like I'm quite naturally gifted at downing drinks, so <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> so so why not use that? Don't you remember with alcohol? No, can't do it. But you give me like a pint of orange juice or a shake of protein or something like that, I can make a lot of it. Um, <laughs> it just has to be in that pint glass, doesn't it? Pint glass rules, yeah. If it's in a pint glass, there's something, something switches in the brain. Yeah, you can drink it. anything. Um, Speaking of, what's the even neck in pints? What's, what's your plan over Christmas? Plan, Christmas plan. Obviously, I don't drink too much, if ever, once every... I want to, I want to put like a month, maybe less than that. I'm always the first to say, oh, yeah, I'll drive. 
you know, yeah. and it'd be hard to be rather pushed in order to drink because I love staying in my own bed. And how do I get to my own bed if I'm drinking? I can't. Well, I can, but I'd rather not pay 40, 50 quid from a taxi, depending where I am. You know, I live far away from a lot of places. And I like the comfort of that. I don't like staying in other people's beds, so I'd always choose to not drink. Plan is simple. Um, spending the time here with Bells in the morning. We're going to do some uh, our Christmas gifts. Um, obviously, whatever comes naturally on Christmas Day, as you know. Um, and then <laughs> we're going to, uh, yeah, let's do that. We're going to go to her parents, her mum's breakfast, snacks, maybe even the first dinner there. And then we're going to go over to my parents after that. And this also is including a lockdown. If lockdown is there, I couldn't give a fuck. I'm still doing it, of course. Chris. Same as I hope everyone else out there should. Yeah. Don't need to go into anything like that. But yeah, I'm doing it. Um, and it's going to be sick because we're going to have food. Am I going to be on plan for the day? No. Will I even breach my calories for the day? Probably not. Because when I eat off my plan, the appetite just goes. When you have the sweet things, if I even have a sugary drink, my appetite will go. That's why I don't drink sugary drinks ever. I'll treat myself to a monster like one every six months for a sugary one, genuinely. So uh, no, like drinks on Christmas Eve or anything or uh well I'm seeing you Christmas Eve so we'll see well, what yeah I know but I, <laughs> I I don't drink full stop so no I know um, me sat there egging you on <laughs> I could probably I probably have the one obviously where I'll be driving so um you know people be all wild you know what I mean but it's like, me. genuinely like I'm not a sesh head I could I honestly I like I went to a rave once. Did I enjoy it? Oh, I was my, my feet hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all I got from it. I feel like I've just been shot. <clears throat> then, again, then again, I wasn't pinging off my face like everyone else there. See, that, that's, that's the common denominator. That's, that's, that's what you missed out on out. See, yeah, that? I, I didn't drink the magic water that everyone else was drinking. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that magic pinks of dust that people blow up your nose. In it, I wasn't I wasn't chilling in a KL for the whole night. So. Yeah, but it's, um, it's a comfy place, though. Yeah, you can keep it. You can, you can keep it. Um, I missed the old yeah, one. overall, really no no sessions or anything like that. Obviously, New Year's. I mean, still seeing what's available for us to do. Um, but yeah, what's yours? What's your sort of? Well, I mean, for you, it's, um, well, again, I guess we can kind of formalize this for the listeners. If you're in a growth phase, attacking Christmas is pretty easy. It's just take the load off and enjoy it. Like, um, even no, it doesn't like from lifestyle people for a lifestyle perspective, it doesn't matter what phase you're in. Let Christmas be what you want it to be, right? Do not put any guilt on yourself. Do not put any pressure on yourself to do this or that. If, you want, if you're one of them that likes to track food, do it. If you want to take the load off and just chill with the family and eat what the fuck you want to drink, do it, right? There's no pressure on you guys. But from an athlete's perspective, if you're in the growth phase, chances are if your food's that high, you're probably not going to hit your calorie intake anyway. Um, so just, again, don't stress on it too much uh, in our situation. If, if he eats a couple of things that aren't necessarily in his, in his typical diet, his digestion is probably going to be a bit halted up and slowed down. Mm. For me and how I'm attacking it, because I'm I'm deep in the fat loss here. I'm in my second block. Um, Christmas Eve, I've, I still eat uh, close to f- just over 3,000 calories a day. So I'm going to macro track Christmas Eve and just have three bigger meals instead of five. So I can mm. enjoy some foods. Christmas Day, I'm off plan all day but it'll be, I won't, I won't track it or plan it. I'll just, as I eat, I'll mm. bump it in there. And if I go over, I go over. I'm not too particularly fussed. Boxing day out with Zoe's family, uh, boxing day. So it'll be again, 3000 calories to eat. So I'll track around it to make whatever we do work. Mm. Um, but obviously my family's quite big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go see, go see the, uh, the traveller smells life. <laughs> it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun one. Uh, but no, everyone's a foodie in my house, man. It's just foodies, so it's gonna be uh, harder for Zoe, I think, on prep. We're gonna, yes. we're gonna plan around it, but we've we've structured a, a diet break into Christmas week quite nicely. And the way the the calories sit across the week means that she gets like free. She can have three thousand calories on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and Boxing Day to suit the diet break. Mm. so she's gonna have no issue eating man she's only what like yeah. 60 kilos like 3,000 calories to her is a lot of food so people like even when I was in my deficit um we found out my maintenance was sitting around 2,600 I want to say 2,550 is roughly my maintenance of where I last was as someone who's not really a big eater that's not actually that low of food 
if you, if you're putting it in real perspective, when you've dieted hard, obviously you like you'll respect that as it's not actually that low of food. So if you if you have like George in a deficit of fucking three thousand calories, he can probably eat handsomely. He could he could easily miss meal one and two and go scrap out and have like a massive lunch and a massive dinner or clean food because Christmas food majoritively is clean. You know, it's just veg, taters, the only and, and meats and only thing's gonna be off is like sausage stuffing, Yorkshire puddings. Do you know what I mean? It's not. I don't know. Any, even like for me, the Christmas day is the only day it's going to be off. When I wake up, I'm having my normal meal one normally. I probably won't have it on Christmas day. Let's be honest. I might have something else. Um, but other days, like for example, Boxing Day and Christmas Eve, I'm just going to wake up as a day is normal because I'm going to wake up in my house yeah. and I'm going to eat my food because it's the, the first thing I'll do. Wake up, pin insulin, go and fucking go and eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, there you go. Look, the lettuce is going to help them. The food yeah. will go in easier. It's going to the right place. That is, um, that's, that's kind of it. Another thing, um, obviously, from the from like an eating disorder kind of perspective. Now, like obviously, I have to clarify this because who, who are we thinking of here? Just just in general, right? For like lifestyle clients, another reason why I, I only any of my guys I always say like just do whatever you want. I'd mm. rather them not track through Christmas because I don't want to see that negative relationship with food happen with athletes. Again, I always specify because there's two demographics that we, we are going to listen. Um, Tracking is a part of their life. They're used to it and they, they have a, a good, healthy relationship with, well, most, not all, have a better relationship with tracking food. And they understand that it's just substance, right? It's not this devilish thing that's going to haunt them for the rest of their life. So they, they, they have the ability to manipulate the week's food, you know, reduce calories here, here and here so that they can eat more here and here, do more cardio on these days. Now, that's not something I recommend the lifestyle guys to do because they don't need that a constant to and fro and battling of balancing their life out on a, on a scale on a you know on a food scale but something i'm going to be doing christmas day christmas eve christmas day boxing day i've got a weight verse downstairs that can carry 20 kilos you bet your life i'm putting that on and doing five to ten k steps faster in the morning so that mm -hmm. my expenditure is through the roof so that if i do eat more on christmas day good chance it's going to balance out there is ways that you can manage this. I don't recommend it. Like I said for lifestyle people, you don't need to think. You need to just do what you want. But athletes, you can manipulate. It's just a numbers game. It's as long as you come back to flatline of your goal, it doesn't matter how you did it. It doesn't matter if you ate less food and moved less because you wanted to sit on your ass to the family all day. It doesn't matter if you moved four times as much and ate more food. As long as you flatline on wherever you need to be, yeah, you're not going to do any damage. Mm. it's like are you going to lose your fun of the day by not eating something crap you know that's kind of what it comes down to is in like if you're in, if you're in a growing phase you're essentially fine you yeah. know it's not it's, it's not you're not really gonna like i can i can have something off and i won't gain weight just won't it doesn't happen i don't like on an off-plan meal i'll drop a meal or maybe even two and i'll have the off-plan that's what I do because I go in. I don't even binge anymore after that. You know, like George said, when I get to that point in off season, when you're eating, it's you're just eating. Like you force yourself to eat. I don't force it at the minute. I'm not at that forcing stage, but I have to tell myself to eat. Like meal one, it is going in. I'm not enjoying it. I'm not. It tastes okay because I'm eating it every day, but it's just being eaten. Um, but it's just if you are in a deficit, you may just have to say no to a few things. You know, but that's if you want to. Go on. Again, you have to clarify, like, lifestyle people do what you want. Yeah, want all, all my lifestyle clients, they'll get a message every year, and I'll say to them, enjoy your Christmas, because I damn sure will myself. And that means, and I'll explain to them, I'm going to be off plan. In for example, I've been there with clients, for example, we had a, a big party recently of a friend of ours, all mutual friends, and I said to them, I was like, I am, I'm drinking tonight, just so you know. I haven't drunk in months and I'm enjoying myself. I welcome you to join me if you want to, you know, because they get worried being around me thinking, oh, what's he going to think he's going to have a go at me? It doesn't work like that. There is balance to be had for my lifestyle, guys, right? But if you're sitting there in a comp prep and you're standing next to me drinking a JD and Coke, you know I'm going to give you a slap. <laughs> that's, that's kind of how it exactly. is. That, yeah, alcohol is a good, it's a good um, thing to dive into. We shouldn't, as in, not shouldn't talk about it, but as in, I know... 
the risk of drinking alcohol, consuming alcohol while on performance enhancing drugs. You know, George is going to roll off some hell of a lot of stuff that may go over people's heads. Or you might dump uh, it. Not even, I just, just really basic for the lifestyle people. You mm. want to limit the damage done, stick to white spirits, diet mixers, right? Don't drink beer and wine because then you're going to wake up after boxing day and go, I'm really bloated because of all the, because um, of the beer. That's what mm-hmm. it does. Bloats your digestion out. It's awful for your digestion. And there's loads of calories in it. So, the calories that you could have eaten in food and you know been satisfied and actually had some satiety and and fullness and enjoyed it you've just drunk it in in liquid mm-hmm. and it's a bit of a waste so if you're going to try and minimize that damage done white spirits diet mixers really easy uh vodka and diet coke you know gin and lemonade diet lemonade stuff like that athletes if you're off season, do what you want. It doesn't matter. But fat loss phases, you can't be drinking alcohol in a fat loss phase. You're going to slow the body's processes down. <laughs> it's going to take you, what, two, three days to wash off that extra oxidative stress, that extra fatigue that it puts on the body. And quite frankly, if you're using performance enhancing drugs, one drink here and there is not going to kill you. But if you go on the piss, you're going to be pushing up detrimental effects on the heart, liver, yeah. brain, kidney. Mm. It's just not worth it. It all comes back to what I said earlier on losing days if i'm on a prep man i do not need to lose days i've got if you've set a show date that's that's a timeline yeah you could have been, you're gone if you've picked a prep for them early shows you should already have settled with the fact that there's a good chance your christmas is not going to be normal and yeah. if you can't deal with that then why did you pick the early shows of the year you should realize that oh i'm prepping for march I'm going to have to prep through Christmas and there's a good chance that I can't have Christmas Eve off. I can't have Boxing Day off. And if I have Christmas Day off, I've got to be meticulous on how we go about it to limit damage. I personally would say no. If Zoe's diet break did not fall on the Christmas window, we would be sitting down and I'd be saying to her, I don't care, you've got a track. You picked this show for a reason. You knew that you was going to prep through Christmas. That's You should have settled with that and been at peace with that. If not... Mm -hmm. Pick a later show. There's plenty throughout the year. You made that choice. Yeah. It's that's where I admire George's position on coaching his partner to do it. I I've tried to coach mine before. Wasn't healthy for us. I, I'm too much of a nice guy and a bit of a pushover, I'd say, on certain things, because I kind of, but I'm not gonna see her unhappy. I'm not saying that you do see her unhappy, but George can easily put boyfriend aside and bring what's best in as the coach for the athlete. Because that's what it is. It is a coach and an athlete. It's not George and his girlfriend, Zoe. It's the coach and the athlete. Yeah, mate, when times get when times get a little bit sticky, and they, they do from time to time, they get sticky, I won't talk to her about her check-in. I'll get on my phone, I'll go through it, and I'll either send her a loom or I'll voice note her. The same as I would reply to, well, obviously, I don't reply to my athletes via WhatsApp. Um, they get a loom. But for Zoe, I will give her feedback in an external method i won't sit there and talk to her like we normally do and go i will separate it it'll be right you're getting coach time now george is gone coach george is here let's talk to you about what's going on there's no emotion there's no nothing it's just work 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 and then when she comes back switch it back off again it's like right how you feeling what's going on like talk to her the boyfriend mode but you've got to be able to split it yeah yeah that's that definitely sounds Definitely like a way it can work. Some people be like, yeah, but you're still the boyfriend. How can you say that to your girlfriend? Yeah, but it's like, if it works, it works. And damn sure sounds like it does because you separate it. I wouldn't want to coach her as a lifestyle client because mm. there's too much leeway. There is. There's too much leeway with them. guys. So when you and Ellie, like Ellie doesn't want to be a competitor. So she's not sat there going, I understand that I'm going to have to suffer. I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to do that. Blah, blah, blah. She wants balance. And balance is so vague. Yeah, everyone's everyone's got their... For example, mine and George's views on a lifestyle client. Like I've heard George reply to some of his clients and we've discussed clients that have had, um, you know, they're not with adherence and time off. I mean, the biggest example was, uh, what was it? The Euro finals we were talking about, um, you know, clients that went out on the drink and I clients that went on the drink as well. I'm pretty sure they were in the same pub. Uh, it might have been. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise if it would have been. But um, it's... It's all down to everyone's got their own view on the balance thing. And we we didn't agree 100%. We agreed morally, definitely. But it's like, if they're a raging football fan, you're watching the Euro final. I knew there was going to be beers involved. Um, I've seen, what is it? I saw a client of George's on the table swinging his shirt around. Yeah, it was fun. I see him getting his ass slapped by people and things. Honestly, I was like, 
because he used to be a client of mine actually funnily enough and i'm like i swear that's george's guy <laughs> but the, the, this is the thing that bugged me about any situation there is set the goal yeah and if they give me all the talk that this is this is what they want to do they want to get there in the fastest and most optimal and efficient way as possible you can't be sat on the table getting your ass slapped after about nine pints and god knows what up your nose because that ain't count that's not intuitive towards the goal so that's when I have to sit down with them and say, look, if you wanted to do that, that's fine. But I'm sat here with my brain ticking over going, how can I get it from A to B the best and efficient way? This is going against our plan. My terms and conditions clearly state, like whatever your goal is, like again, th there's difference in between how I coach every single lifestyle client. Mm -hmm. I've got some that I call hybrids. That are, they're lifestyle people, but they live like bodybuilders. They're more yeah. adherent than some of the bodybuilders. Yeah, I, I have them too, and I only wish... Some, some of them I wish they were further ahead in their journeys with like how much muscle they have and what their goals are. Because I'm thinking with your work rate, you could go quite far. That's why it comes in the argument of maybe a conversation to have is uh, hard work versus genetics. And then again, you're going to put alongside the argument, what happens if you put someone who's got amazing genetics with amazing work rate, you know, and then that individual then becomes unbeatable essentially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pinnacle number one perfect genetics fucking amazing work rate boom you won't you won't lose you only lose against someone who has the same yeah and, and it comes down to apples and oranges doesn't it what was the thing that joe kept saying to you right about that when you set a goal when you you voice something you don't have to voice what it was but mm. when you voice that goal if you're not working towards it then the coach is going to sit down with you and he's going to have that conversation if you get a bit butthurt remember that you were the one that voiced the goal. We are just trying to simply guide you to it in as mm -hmm. best way as possible. If you say something completely different, that's a little bit lower down on the, you know, on the ladder and a little bit more easy to achieve, then you know what, if he, it go back to the, the guy on the table, if he'd said to me, you know, I, I, you know, I'm quite happy just to, as long as it takes, you know, keep going, but still enjoying my life and, and the football situation and whatever, I wouldn't have a problem, but it's because mm -hmm. he, was, he was trying that, I want to get there 100%. I want to be like 110% all the time. And then I see that. It goes against mm. what, you know, we're not on the same page now. That's, that's when I have the problem. That's, that's, that's clear as day with how with any coach can relate to is the breakdown in coach-client relationship is like, hang on, bro, we're supposed to be 100%. We're supposed to be 100 with each other. That's all I ask. Like with the standard sheet that I send out to my clients before they begin, all in all, in a nutshell, it just says, don't lie to me. Check in on time, checking correctly to the standard, and just keep it real with me. That's it. If you don't uphold that, I can use that against you at some point if I don't want to work with you because it, it can come down to that. I've only ever, ever had to say that to one person when it comes down to it. When it comes to the conversations of, right, you're not doing this, you're not doing this, blah, 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 mention the standard, then they start sorting their stuff out. 99% of the time, that's what happens. But Come on, man! Like you told me, you were going to be the man. You come to me with one hundred and ten percent like attitude. It gets me, gets me going. You know, I, I want to be on this train. I'm rolling. But why did you come to me with that? And then two weeks later, you're telling me you don't do it no more. But where, where, where was this guy two weeks ago? Who's that? Were you acting? Were you trying to be cool? What is it? So I mean, it's um, and I, I kind of I don't want to be too too harsh on people when I say, it, but that changes over time. Sometimes, sometimes people want that, and when they when they realize what they got to do to get it, all of a sudden the goal kind of shifts. But again, right. just voice it. Say to them, you know what? I can't actually do. It. Like, okay, right. We well, don't have to stop working with me just because we can't do what we had originally planned. You've mm -hmm. tried it. You've realized it's not for you. Right? How can we manipulate it to better suit you? That's mm -hmm. that's the whole point of lifestyle coaching. Mm -hmm. It's um, like going back to the conversation I had with my coach before. They're saying like, you voiced a goal. And it got put straight on me. It was like, I believe you want it. I believe, I believe you want to be this goal. But you don't act like it, mate. And you need, you need to either start working like you want to, or we are going to have to reassess the goal. And then you like, oh, we can accept to be an average bodybuilder. And it'll give you examples of what you could be if you continue to act like the way you are. And it puts it real in your head. There's no emotion with it. And this is what Joe's master definitely is, that no emotional attachment. There's no smile on his face. There's no poor looking sad face. It is a straight face. You keep working on like this, you'd probably be an average bodybuilder. The guy who got into bodybuilding was, and, and did it for a bit. But if you change it, you could be good. You could. There's no gas with it. You could. Then once you start putting the work and the light and the, and the way you, you act changes, 
the vibe changes and then you get the excitement the other end and it's like, okay i've got him a little bit excited here the need to please is there right you know you want to you want to impress yeah. your coach right and I, I, I like nothing more than having a serious bit of energy going on. You know, we're big on the energy. And if the energy is good, then you've got no worries. It's never stay up in here, you know? Trust me, get the zen in the dojo, mate. It's all ah. good. Don't, I've got, I've got to check in tomorrow and I'm gassed. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, I generally, I generally, I never in my life have I ever sat there and been, been like, do you know what? I can actually sit there and say I've had a whole year straight of nothing but 110. Tell you what, that... That's that's real. That is for me. Oh. The guy that used to have not one, what not one cheat meal. It was Saturday was a cheat day. Friday night after my check-in was a cheat meal, and Sunday was probably eating leftovers like that. No, I, when I talk to people, I've been that guy. I've done. Yeah. It. yeah. Should we? Um. I want to ask you. Do you remember the time that I phoned you? In the morning, <laughs> do, you, do you want to tell people what you were eating? I, 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 I think I'd got out of bed. I'd sent my check into Jace, and then I got back in bed. But Zoe was with me, wasn't she? I don't know, but what, tell him what you was eating. I wanted to see if you remember. I was yamming down the pop tarts. That was it. Fucking four pop tarts. Half past ten. I think I was at the gym. It was an earlier session on the weekend. It was a Saturday, obviously. Ah, ham cramp. Oh, I came out of nowhere. Oh, all right, I saved it. Reading. I got it. Um, yeah, I was like, I was like, what are you eating? Because he had his mouth full or something when he was trying to talk to me. He was ah, like, oh, yeah, the pop. He was like, he was ah, it's off plan meal, bro. I was like, yeah, not off plan in the morning. You know, like you called him on his shit, but he was like, nah, it's all right. I just won't have my dessert later. And I was like, you know, you're gonna have his. So we've been those people. Yeah. We we've done it. We walked it. In oh, it's just it's don't try. You can't say it to us, you know, because we done it. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. What are you looking at? Oh, someone just forwarded me a fucking... I thought it was saying important. It was saying about Boris Johnson and lockdown. And when I clicked on it, it was the picture of Barry, if you know who Barry is. Who's Barry? Oh, Barry Big. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And so, oh, for fuck's sake, it really started already. Oh, big I, was, I was actually just trying to find you and I was like, I forwarded it to you. <laughs> a common phrase here at the moment is just Boris Johnson's a nonce just because the way he's acting, no fair enough. That's... Gonna get Brad to the nonce just because. Oh, oh God, it's just um, yeah, we don't we don't need to dive into. No, so. I'm not I'm not big in politics or anything no, like that. I don't watch I don't watch the news. For those out there that do, fair play to you. You know, you can help keep me in in the loop if you want to. But they got more stress than me, man. And it that's why you shaved your head. You didn't want the stress to show again through your hairline. Mate, I tell you what, it's still a good hairline. Right, yeah, but Joe, you know I realised when I shaved my head, well, wow. I have a half receder, right? Half receder. So I've got a widow's peak on one side. So this goes up to here and down. Yeah. And this side is straight. I can see that. For those that are listening on an audio here, and they'll they'll watch me on YouTube as well. They'll see it. Yeah, we are we are looking at a hairline that is about I want to say five ten mil. For those that understand what I'm talking about here, five ten mil on the other side. Yeah, but I've got. I want to show you mine. I have an M. Look at my M. <laughs> the McDonald's arches. You can't Trust take. The fat. You can't take the fat out of the kid. My brother said to me, he was like, he was like, yeah, you're loving it, isn't you? With the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, was, I was going for the Avatar Ang Monk kind of vibes, man. That's what I was doing when I shaved. Didn't you, didn't you shave that into your head once? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I was, I was gonna do it as a. I was gonna do it for Halloween, but we just didn't do anything. So I didn't bother. Yeah, we didn't either. We. Were, I was supposed to go as Wreck It Ralph. Oh, mate, yeah, the, that picture Bill made of you was class. Honestly, someone said it to me the other day. They were in, in the gym and they were like, oh, I remember seeing a picture of you once. He said, oh, you look like that guy of Disney. I was like, is it Wreck-It Ralph by any chance? He's like, yeah, that was it, Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> yeah, nice. Oh, mate, yeah, but you with a tan looks like Matt. Oh, no, see, look, get me fat in the off-season with a tan, I'll be Maui. But I think with the hair. Maui. Let me Maui. You need to be seriously bronze if you're on that. Hey, don't worry. I'll get a banana town. We're all good. Um, I can't believe how well that works. Banana town. Honestly, my girlfriend uses it and it is... I'm not going to plug anything here or anything because I thought this stuff comes in like GH vials, bro. Honestly. And you have to mix it. It comes crystallised yep. as well. You have to mix it back to your static water. Obviously, people that do know, I don't know. But I was, I was like... 
Are you, is this growth hormone you've got, or is this one of mine? You know, what's this? What is this? Comes unlabeled as well, doesn't it? Comes unlabeled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the biggest red flag with anything you're putting MT2, into your body. Mate. For those for those who don't know, MT2, melanotan 2 is a synthetic uh, version of the, the skin. Um, it's a synthetic version of melanin, which is the thing found in our skin that produces pigmentation. Um, and if basically, if you've got more of it, you will have darker skin. Hence why people that are close to the equator often have darker skin, i.e. like that African-American or African uh, skin tone being darker. That's because they genetically have more melanin in the skin. MT2 is a synthetic version of that. That Basically, uh, the way I say it is basically people from Essex found, a, found something they can take to make them falsely brown. People from Essex. That's, that's kind of the vibe. But it does work as a really good appetite suppressant. That's why I use it. Okay. Yeah, it is a fantastic appetite suppressant. Joe, as, as you know what? I didn't know that. And funny enough, Ellie has not wanted, wanted, wanted to eat too much at the minute. Trust, so. trust me. It's a prep, prep hack, mate. Uh, the minute, if Zoe doesn't use it, her hunger signaling goes through the roof. She's literally Marvin. But if we use it consistently every other day, in a re- not not even the dose you would use two tan, like smaller than that, it just That's does the job. Yeah, just does the job, mate. If I take it, I don't want to eat the whole day. That's why I'm going to quickly jump on. It just helped maybe a few people out. Um, suppressing appetite when on a diet. What's your go-to's? That. <laughs> no, well, I you I, I utilize that. Um, Caffeine, uh, any any kind of stimulant is going to suppress your appetite, right? But there's only so much caffeine you can take in a day. So there's quite, that's what I was thinking. quite a lot of nootropics. Um, the new one I've been using, DMAE, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it was originally prescribed as like ADHD medication back in the day as a prescription, and then it eventually become passed as a supplemented thing. You can buy off Amazon, you get it anywhere. Um, so DMAE is quite good. Weirdly, I was reading a study on that. If you take uh, like a gram of it pre-bed, you'll have a lucid dream. I don't know if you know what they are. So you yeah. The dream. If you take oh. a gram of it pre-bed, apparently it puts. There's a whole PubMed study done on it. It's fucking so cool. So I'm yet to try that. I want to feel like Peter Pan, bro. <laughs> That's it. DMAE. Um, I found when I use it for work productivity, like maybe it's a placebo that I'm just so focused on work that I don't notice that I'm hungry. But I found that that helps appetite suppressant. Um, for those that smoke or use nic- any form of nicotine, nicotine is an amazing stimulant and also yeah. helps suppress appetite massively. Basically, you get the gist here. Anything that suppresses appetite, but from a dietary perspective, high fiber contents, you could change your carb sources um, to, to more fibrous um, compounds rather than starchy. Um, that will help with appetite as you utilize more vegetables. Um, I don't think there's anything else. Absolutely fuck yourself up. Fry your CNS. Train and fry your CNS. You won't want to eat. <laughs> That's um, a bad ten, 10 working sets, deadlifts, yeah. 10 working sets, pack squats. Yeah. That will that will definitely do do a number on you because you want to be going, going, go and train legs properly. That's that's usually my go-to. Press something heavy. Um yeah, fry the CNS because you don't want to eat. Yeah, trust me. Anything if you like. look right. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've I've utilized. See, I'm, I work off more of a, like a supplement-based thing, man. Any, any kind of I like um, this, you know, the conversation we had a long time ago with using things like sugar-free jelly in small amounts throughout the day as to knock that mental... Pardon? Sugar-free sweeteners. Oh, sorry, sugar-free sweet Artificial sweeteners, they also um, do suppress appetite, but via a more of a digestive issue, they cause a problem. Um, back yeah. Digestion up. But it does make you not eat. Yeah, hence why some people can have gut issues when abusing sugar-free syrups. If anyone does use sugar-free syrup as a gut issue, you may want to lower how much you're using, if not use a different one with a different dose. Yeah, it's, it's very person-dependent. Again, there's always that individuality with everything. Yeah. I, like Zoe can have bloody, I, I don't know, like 20 grams of literally like the artificial sugar, like in her cup of teas, in her oats, like whatever she has. And she's fine, no digestive issues. If I had one teaspoon of that shit, mm. I would not, I would not shit for like three days. Like that's how sensitive the digestive tract, yeah. the gut microbiome is. And it, again, if you're having loads of like diet Pepsi's, it's common when you diet down. What yeah. do you do? Oh, diet Pepsi's, yeah. zeros. Mm-hmm. It could be having a detrimental effect further down the line. Mm-hmm. It might not be, but just if you are having some GI distress and you do know you drink a lot, try cutting back on them. Try just removing for like two, three days and see what happens. Because mm. that was, I was definitely consuming, I want to say, 
three or four sugar-free drinks in a day on prep with three, I want to say, sugar-free jellies was normally the go-to. I did limit it because even when I was saying to you and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just smash sugar-free jellies. And you were thinking, hang on, like, how much, how much gelatin? I'm reading them still. Yeah, you're like, how much? Are you, you actually might want to look at this. I'm like, yeah, it's seven calories, but that's seven calories times how much? You know, like, how many of these are you scranning? You know, I was sometimes on a hungry day. I put, like, three of those in my last yogurt meal because it was bulking out the yogurt meal. I was having essentially jelly and ice cream is what I called it. Um, yeah, it was a sugar-free jelly, strawberry with the yogurt, protein. Um, and I make a protein mug cake, like so I'd have like a chocolate and cake with jelly, and it was banging. It was the greatest meal that I had on my prep. It was what I looked forward to after a night shift at about four in the morning to have. Oh, it was so good. Honestly. <laughs> Unreal. But yeah, I can't really think of anything else outside of that to slow your digestion down. Um, Just um, well, not necessarily you've got obviously a few things there, but mindset is so powerful um with any diet. We've dieted on extremely low calories. You People out there, lifestyle won't even ever have to push that limit ever. Not just with a diet, but with the expenditure pushing your deficit that low. Um, just, it, it's, it's one of those, keep a goal in mind. I know we're going a bit of a tangent with this, but you've got a goal in mind. Do you want, For example, I've got a lady with a client, she's getting married uh, next year. And it's like, you're not working as hard as you should do towards it. And I'm trying to get through to her. It's like, the question I asked her was, how do you want these photos to look on the day and i hate i almost i feel like i'm like tugging on a nerve or something but i was like i have to ask you this how do you want this to look because i want this to be really well and it will look amazing and i really want to be the one that helps you and i want to get this done but you you need to get something done here and you almost feel a little bit lost because you lead the horse to water but you cannot make it drink well that's uh, that's literally one of the the big staples you have to you kind of learn and understand as you start coaching straight away there's we we can't make you can't make anyone do anything in life that's just just a human we cannot control a single person right but our job is to guide and give you the tools necessary for you to make the change you're paying us to to do a job and if you don't do the plan then you're wasting your money it annoys us because we're not getting the result we don't do this for money but we do it for, we love our job. We love to see results. We love to see yeah. confident change. We love to see what happens within a person, not just from a physical standpoint, but a mental, emotional, the whole shabam, right? But from your perspective as the client, you're paying for something and then not doing it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't pay, I don't know, uh, you wouldn't waste 40, 50 quid on extra on your phone bill that you don't use. You pay for what you need. It's that simple. Like It, it always baffles me. And mm. uh, but the same thing, we've done it. Yeah. We've cheated yeah. on we, we've been in that place and we've wasted the money because that, that once you come out of that and you look at it from the, being the client again, I spend a hell of a lot of money for Joe now. Yeah. More than I ever have. So mm. I'm getting what I pay for. I'm making sure that I utilize the educational service. I utilize that one-to-one time. And I'm sure as hell not cheating on my diet because it's just a waste of a lot of money. Mm, too right. So yeah, it's, it's two sides of every coin. I, but I think when you say that to them, they then you go, oh, well, he obviously doesn't want to coach me, but it's, oh, I'm just trying and then, to... Yeah, but then it's thinking that, that might do the switch in the head of when you say to someone about this, they're like, yeah. like I've said to people, and I was like, we may have to um, reconsider what we're doing here. Yeah. Um, when you put it to them like that, it's real. Like, I do mean it. I'm not trying to say it's a prod and get a reaction. I mean it. You can go elsewhere. You can. I earn enough money elsewhere and doing this to, to cover that. I don't, I don't need your money. I do it because I want to do it. I don't sit here sometimes at half 11, 12 o'clock at night on this laptop because I like just want the money. I enjoy what I do. And if I didn't want to do it, I wouldn't effing do it. You know? Completely. Yeah. Man. I think that's a good way for us to wrap up the brief. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like we just attacked, attacked our clients at the end a little bit. It's not. It's, it's, re- it's real experience, real people. People who go through it. It's not a conversation that I haven't had before with a coach. I've been kicked off, you know, as some people know, by a coach, by Jace before, before he let me on, let me back a few months later. Um, that was the kick up the ass I needed because that following prep, I didn't miss a beat. I was 100% the whole way through. Yeah. There was nothing better than standing at the end, than my last day in the gym, a few days before the show, and I looked around and I was like, I did everything. I'll tell you what, that feeling, I wanted them back. So I, did, I couldn't say it the following year. Exactly. Couldn't because I, I did have only small slips, but they were they were still it was hundred percent. 
But yeah, that I, I, that feeling, people know what I mean with that. Maybe people have had a similar moment, but that is savage. So we'll leave it on that. Well, then, guys, that's a wrap-up from us tonight. Some rambles. We've gone through... Um... Itchiness. Competition. That's it. Competition. That's the word I was looking for. My brain's gone dead, man. Fat loss again. Brain's losing it. Uh, we've gone through competition, healthy and negative. Christmas, a little bit of touching on Christmas. Normal client coaching issues, stuff we go through on a daily basis. Just a, I like these. I like these episodes of me and you. I like these ones where we breeze. They're a bit more organic, you know. When you get the people yeah. with a specific agenda, it becomes a bit robotic, doesn't it? It's just us breathing. That definitely is. Like when I, when we have someone on, which you're going to have more people on, especially next week as well. And I, I try. I, I want to be able to ask questions that someone sitting there listening is going to want to ask. And yeah, fair play. It's not a question I'd ask, but you do have to be the third person sometimes because people do want to know. And yeah. But yeah, these this is literally same sort of conversation we'd have, which we do have near enough every day on the phone. So we just have it and you can listen in essentially. Exactly that. Um, but yeah, that's it from us this guy uh, this week, guys. See you guys later on. See you for the next one. Bye-bye. Peace.